Hi. Hey. <laughs> I can remember where we're supposed to start talking. We don't have a... I wouldn't say it's a scripted intro that we do on the other show, but there's a certain routine to it. It's consistent. Yeah. This this is inconsistent. Hello, everybody. This is Dyslexic Heart Podcast number 28. 20? What? I know. I, I know. I say that every time. Like, oh we've God. done this many. We've what? advanced by one since the last show. What? <laughs> How does this work? At some point, we'll hit 30. <laughs> Could be in two weeks. Could, Could be, be in, in two, two years. years. <laughs> you never know. We're breaking the first rule of good podcasting, which is... Do it regularly. Yes. Well, you know what? Just because you do it regularly does not mean you have a good podcast. Anyone specific you want to call out here? (laughs) No, no. Okay. Uh, I'm not saying this is a good podcast. No, nobody's ever made that claim. Few people seem to like it, though. That's good. We have fun. I'm glad we entertain them. We entertain ourselves yeah, mostly. That's, that's really well. I, that's really why I do anything. That's it. We get to the end of our other podcast. And it's like, hey, you want to continue talking? Yes, let's do that. Okay, sure. Or we can just shut it all down, go to our separate par- parts of the house, and ignore each other till uh-huh. next week. I'll be on the internet. <laughs> I'll be on the internet other elsewhere. Yes. Oh, uh, that's not really it. Our relationship is much better than that. Happy Valentine's Day. You too. This is our special Valentine's Day edition of Dyslexic Heart. Where we won't be playing any love songs at all. No, that's not true at all. Yeah? Probably will. Okay. I'm sure but we it, will. But it's not going to be a theme show. Like, no, These are all love songs, or these are all anti-love songs, or whatever. Let's not. Spur of the moment. Everyone else is doing that. Let's not do that. Everyone else. Well, like, <laughs> All those other podcasts every, we don't no, listen to. No, every radio station is doing something like that, aren't no. they? Like nothing but heart music all day long. <laughs> oh, you wouldn't be doing that. <laughs> no, I wouldn't. Oh, where do we want to start this week? I don't know. I th- did you have something to say? Like, did you have anything you wanted to talk about? Well, that's I've got urgent? All kinds of stuff we could. Nothing urgent. Okay. Nothing that can't wait five minutes. No emergency, urgent. No, we have things we can talk okay. about. Okay. Uh, is there anything specific you'd like to jump in and talk about? I don't know. Uh, You're usually the one who's compiled a list, and here I I scroll. I don't even have down. a list this time. I'm just like, hey, you want to record? And you're like, sure, okay, let's do it. All right, I well, guess we could talk about some concerts that we've been to and then my, play some... Yeah, all of my things are actually uh, music-related. Yeah? Yeah. I can't play music for all of them, though. No, because there's one person who let's we just, saw... Let's who... talk about Prince. Okay, yeah. All right, so we went and saw... Could we play the Dessa cover of the Prince song? Do you have that? No, I don't want to do that either. Okay. We don't want to steer. We don't. No, we don't want to get on his radar at all. Prince likes to sue people sometimes. Yes. He's the Sheldon Adelson of music. Oh. <laughs> so we'll just talk very nicely about him. We've well, got we, all good things to say, really. So Prince decided to do a uh, a special show, uh, two shows in the same night at his studio, Paisley Park, and this was different. We've been out to Paisley many, many times. This was yeah. a different experience altogether. Yes. For one, it was a solo show rather than a, a full band show. And we've seen him do a couple songs here and there by himself. Mm-hmm. But Not a full show. No, he hasn't done this. He did one kind of preview show by himself, a mini show not long ago where he yeah. was going to take this whole tour to Europe. But then that got canceled after the shit went the, down in yeah, Paris. Paris. Um, so he decided he was going to do this thing at Paisley Park. It was called um, Piano and a Microphone. Mm-hmm. And it was just him, a piano, and a microphone. That's, yep. And some fancy background visuals. Kind of fancy. It was like iTunes. The it was iTunes like a kaleidoscope. Visu- the visualizer yeah. on iTunes. Does, it, does iTunes still have that thing anymore? I do not know. Um, 
So yeah, we didn't know what to expect other than it was just going to be him. We didn't mm-hmm. know whether or not he was just going to be doing like greatest hits set or well, you don't know with him. You never know with him. You never know. So we went to the, we were able to get tickets for the early show. You just do not know. <laughs> and this was unusual in that they sold tickets in advance, which usually he does not do. No. He, he likes to make his fans stand outside in the winter for hours on end to get in. Yeah. And then he might play. He might not play. And I, when I say he usually doesn't, I'm talking about the Paisley Park shows specifically, not when he goes on tour. Mm-mm. So for this, they sold tickets in advance. And because they were doing two shows in the same night, we knew that it had a pretty good chance of starting somewhat on time. Uh-huh. And ending at a certain time. Which, again, is not always the case out there. Right. So... He keeps some odd hours. Tickets were, uh, they had some VIPs if you wanted to sit down, but we just took the standing room only and it was, mm-hmm. they were a hundred bucks each, right? hundred, 150? I think they were a hundred, yeah. I think they were a hundred bucks each and uh, they didn't pack the place, like they sold out, but they didn't pack the place where it was <sighs> just super, super Which tight. was nice. Yeah, it I was comfortable. Up, I ended up, like you were a little closer, but I ended up backing off a little bit because there was yeah. some dude in a hat who decided to stand right in front of. Some dude? Should yeah. we talk about some dude? Yeah, let's. You want to throw it out? Let's throw it out. One of the one of the things that was fun about this is we saw several people who were regulars at Paisley Park when we were regulars at Paisley Park back in the mid mid nineties. And, <laughs> and you got to see how everybody aged. Yeah, we got to see how everybody turned out. <laughs> Not everybody, but some. Some. And so the dude, yeah, the dude that you mentioned with the hat, we used to refer to him as Grape Boy because one of our a different friend of ours um, at one point pointed him out and said he was walking the way he walked looked like he had a grape between his butt cheeks. His butt cheeks. He was precariously trying to keep a grape. <laughs> I don't know. Inside. <laughs> and uh, so he became known as Grape Boy, and it was like, oh, and it's yeah, stuck. It's that guy. Yeah. He he was. I didn't notice the walk, but he certainly had the same look down. Oh yeah. He, like overgroomed the purple hat. Mm-hmm. Still trying to rock that whole. Hey, I'm a prince. Fan, fan suit look yeah ridiculous and then we saw that there was another dude that we used to see all the time who we always thought was probably on speed oh yeah because he had a little too much energy for 3 a.m mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which was when the show a lot of times the shows were super late um, and we saw that guy and uh he looked pretty much the same except not, a little older not quite as energetic yeah <laughs> so that was yeah that was a hell of a throwback mm-hmm. to see some of those people um, so yeah, you moved back because you don't want to be behind Grape Boy. No, I did not. And also, I, I just wanted to see a little better and I didn't want to be around people and I wanted to be able to like, to move a we, little bit because... We were hanging out with our friend April who was yeah, our... who was awesome. Another of our Paisley yeah. Park friends. Yeah. Like the one person from there that we actually were friends with and continue to be friends with. Yes. Yeah. Um, she wanted a little more room because she, she was having some yeah. knee issues. So she wanted to be able to walk back and forth a little bit. And I was having back issues and we're all old I'm like, is what I'm you saying. I'm like, fuck you Olders, I'm going to stay up here where I am. <laughs> yeah. But we had a great view and a great time. Yeah. Oh my God. It was so, so much the, fun. The show itself uh, started, I don't know, 845-ish, which was 45 minutes late is pretty good for Prince time. Yes. Yes, it was. And let's not go into the whole parking thing and all that, no, taking no, no. the bus and all that. It was a little yeah. different thing. But anyway, we so we got there, got in, got our position. And when the show started, he came out and there was kind of a little weird intro thing with like a lot of reverb. And it was like, I'm like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> First, it was very odd. But then he started to tell a story and it mm-hmm. was his story. Yeah. And talked a little bit about... When he was very young and he, listening to his dad play piano. Mm-hmm. And then he wanted to play piano. Mm-hmm. And then 
His dad wouldn't let him play piano, so he's like, fine, I'm going to go watch TV. So he went and he, he walked around the piano, got up on top of the piano, sat down with his back to the crowd. Yep. And, and watched the screen like it was TV. Yeah, pretended like he was eating popcorn. Yep. <laughs> and and then he got back down off the piano, and everybody's like, what? This is weird. Got back down behind the piano and then played the old Batman theme song. Yes. So it's like, okay, I saw that on TV. That's one. And I remember him saying once in an interview that was like one of the first things he learned to play. Mm-hmm. So anyway, he played that. And then he talked about how, very briefly, about how his parents got divorced when he was seven or nine, something mm-hmm. like that. And he was he was kind of glad because that meant he could have the piano all to himself and play it anytime he wanted. Yep. And then he started playing some of the song, a, a little bit of like some covers, I think from back then things mm-hmm. he heard on the radio, yeah. talked a little bit about the influence of radio on him. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it kind of progressed. It was like, okay, he listened. It was to the, like if Prince did storytellers, this would, kind this of, is yeah. what it would be like. Yeah. He, he talked about listening to the radio and how he thought, Oh, I want to be able to play like that. Mm-hmm. And then he started, I want to be able to write my own songs. I want to be able to sing. And mm-hmm. this kind of progression. Which, like, hearing that from him, yeah. you know, is just so, of course you can. Yeah. <laughs> but just to hear that he was in that space once. So he was kind of playing s- songs in between. And then he started playing his own music. Mm-hmm. And he ended up doing at least one song off of every album from his intro album, his mm-hmm. first album, through... Love Sexy? I think so, yeah. Yeah, he didn't yeah, he didn't go through his whole career. But that's a long that's, that's a lot of albums. Yeah. Cuz once he got once he got into like when he when he got up to like Controversy and Dirty Mind, I'm mm-hmm. like, "Oh, he's hitting everything here. This could be yeah. either a really long show or else he's going to cut it off like at like a weird spot." Like mid-career, yeah. But no, I mean, he, which he did, but But it, it didn't feel incomplete at the same time. No. You know what I'm saying? And it wasn't a greatest hit show. Like off, no. of, off of Purple Rain, he did the beautiful ones. He didn't do Purple Rain or Let's Go Crazy. So great. Or, and it was Which, so good. At the second show, he did Purple Rain. Apparently, he got like so into it, he had to stop because he was just... I, second show apparently was completely different. He didn't tell yeah. the story. He was just... It was more of a improv, greatest hits, mm-hmm. jam session kind of thing. But I mean, I love Purple Rain. Purple Rain is a great song, but I'm Fantastic. so glad we got to hear Beautiful Ones. I'm Yeah. And so we... we <sighs> For all the times we've seen him, there were still There's, songs there were we so, hadn't heard. Yep, yep. He did the song Paisley Park. Oh, I don't know. If, at Paisley Park. Yeah, we've never heard that. I don't know that I've ever heard him do that. Like, I've got a lot of bootleg recordings. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if he's, if he's done that. I don't remember ever yeah. hearing him do that. That was just like, for me, that was an iconic moment in my concert-growing history. Like, all right, this is it, man. And then he did like, he did Free off of 1999. That was beautiful. Maybe we've heard that once or twice, but I don't. It's not but a regular... But that was still, like, April and I looked at each other and we're like, oh holy God, shit, yeah. This? And that's the song that he stopped partway through and, and gave a shout-out to David Bowie, who had just died, which we'll yes. talk about him in a little bit. Yeah, we will. Um, Oh, my God. Anyway, so it was amazing. We've seen... For all the times we've seen Prince, and every mm-hmm. show is different, and we've seen him at Paisley Park with 50 people, and we've seen him in arenas with, with 20,000 people. How, how many people... Was the biggest one... Like the XL shows, XL. or would you say it was how many people would Mill City Music Festival the outdoor? I thing? don't know because that was crowded. There's a ton I, of no, people I there. Think, I want to say XL was bigger though. Okay, well I that was probably yeah. XL was probably eighteen, 18 thousand, yeah, there. twenty thousand, yeah. Because he did it in the round, yeah. so it might have been closer to twenty. So to see like such a scale of shows, this was by far one of the top. This was one of my favorites. One of the top three or four most memorable. Just 
Oh. And now he's taking it to Australia and New Zealand. And I hope for the sake of everyone who's listening who's a Prince fan that he takes it even farther than that and goes around the, the US world with and, it. It's- it's, it's an such amazing a great show. format, and it just makes you realize what an amazing performer and songwriter he is. And the yeah, I got chills. Oh, well, the song that I oh, got yeah. chills on was when he did "Do Me, Baby." Yes, because his voice on oh, that. Oh my god! When yeah. he started to like scream, it's like mm-hmm. holy mm-hmm. shit! So good. Yeah, the guy is a true talent, and you know, you there are a lot of musicians who are fantastic, and I'm a fan of a lot of them, but. To see somebody of that talent do a show alone mm-hmm. when that's not what he does, yeah, is pretty remarkable. It was, it was just, great. Uh, I'm so glad we went. A great night, and well worth the effort and the cost and all of that. Mm-hmm. And I would go again in a heartbeat yeah. if he decided to do more of those. Oh, same, absolutely. Sign so, me up. He's alluded to the fact he might do a series of shows at Paisley, and I hope he does. I hope he I does some more that. of those. I would love it. Perhaps in warmer climate. Yes. <laughs> this went the summer. <laughs> so anyway, since I mentioned Bowie, I'm going to play. We need to play something, right? Yeah, we do. Um, do you have any Bowie requests while I switch? Oh, God. Because I have pretty much any of the things. I've got this. Oops. What the fuck did I just do? I don't know what I'm playing there. Um Yeah, I could play pretty much anything that was a single. I've got the singles, two CD, Ryko thing on here. Hmm. The, the thing with him, it's like, I've just become appreciative of all of his stuff. I have to play, I, okay, I'll choose one. This, he's got so many good songs. Mm-hmm. All right. You can't go wrong. No. I listened oh. to a song like this. I listened to, I've been listening to a lot of Bowie. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I listened to a song I'm like, this does not sound like 1977. It doesn't sound dated at all. No. It's just, 
it still sounds like relevant this could and be, yeah. you could put this out today and it would still be still be big. So good. And there's so much of his music like that. And yep. a lot of his music is different. <laughs> he does, he's not somebody who did the same thing over and over again. But he was still true to himself. It's not like he just No. No, but he went in so many different directions yeah. and it's like, um, I think I'll just explore this direction now. I found myself, and I think you felt this way, and I think a lot of people felt this way, and I don't know, for me, it was a surprise at how much his death affected me. And yes. I just... Yeah. Um, even now, if uh, there's still there's still stories... My heart still hurts. There's still stories coming out and about him, just from people who, who knew him, and um, every time I read one, I just get a little... It, it, I have mixed it, feelings. It hits me with sadness that he's gone, but but also like God, I'm so happy to know that he was a such a good dude, good guy too. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I have such a great appreciation for his music and and I just think, him as a person and an artist. He was yeah, I would say a true artist in every sense of the word. Yeah, he acted. He did music. He. But even within his music alone, let's just yeah. For, even if he didn't do any acting or anything, yeah, any formal even that acting by itself. But his music just... alone, the artistry of that, and the different um, eras and the different personas he took on. Yes, and you know, you had Ziggy Stardust, you had the Thin White Duke. It's just um, well, and then he. I mean, just so then he okay, uh, he did Tin Machine, and then yeah, he yeah, yeah. went on the road with Nine Inch Nails, and right. he, I mean, he was all over the place. And then his final album, oh which my came God, out his a couple final days, album. Holy couple shit. days later, I mean, a couple days earlier before he died. Mm-hmm. Didn't, it, didn't it come out on a Friday he, and he died on a Sunday? Something like that. But his, those that video, that final video, it's like that. Oh, Lazarus? Oh, you God. Watch that, you watch that after he's gone and you're like, oh, that was his That's his that goodbye. Was his goodbye. <laughs> um just an artist to the very end. Yeah. Pretty uh And just the fact that all right, I'm going to continue doing this, but I feel I feel like he was doing it for himself but also for his audience. Like yeah. I'm going to leave you with this. Yeah. Yeah, it was pretty Ugh. amazing. I have to yeah. play some more. Um, oh, absolutely. Please do. I, the weird <laughs> thing, I I don't think I really discovered him until the 80s, but I so I remember the Let's Dance album because that was just huge. But I also remember my friend Lee and I getting a copy of Changes One Bowie and just listening yeah. to Space Oddity and having our minds blown. See, that was my my earliest memories of him were from before the MTV era. Um, just I, probably because I had older brothers and had classic rock on mm-hmm. and all that, but would be what's now classic rocketly. Well, I don't know. Anyway, probably would be more like, uh, like that and changes. Yeah. Some of that stuff. Um, the John Hughes movies, I have to say were a huge, like he put a quote from changes at the beginning of breakfast club and he put young Americans in 16 candles. And that was all part of like, it was all part of me growing up. All right. Oh, it's so good it hurts. Oh, man, I know.
played guitar Jamming good with weird and gaily And the spiders from Mars They played it left hand But made it too far Became the special man Then we were Ziggy's band Another thing, I'm, I could just talk all day about Bowie, and I'm not I like a Bowie. I'm like not such a deep. Like I, I'm not like I don't know everything there is to no. know, and I didn't buy every single album the day that every single album the day it came out. But I just have such appreciation. But one of the things that um, about him too is he surrounded himself throughout his career by amazing musicians. Yeah, and like. He played off them. He got a lot out of them. I think they inspired him, and probably, I'm sure vice versa. But so we saw the documentary. Yes, I was just going to mention that. And and it's just, been airing everywhere. So I think we saw it on on the um, Palladia MTV. What was it live. called? It's something about Bowie in five years or something, or five years that. Yeah, five, and and it wasn't five consecutive years. It was five different years. Five, that, it was five eras that they divided yeah. into like the five years of Bowie or something. But anyway. Yeah. Uh, they talked to, and he wasn't interviewed on there. They you had some old footage of him. Like being you would hear some voiceovers, but not. It, it was from other yeah. previous things. But they had newer interviews with a lot of people that worked with him. Yeah, and like Robert Fripp was really funny. Oh my he god, was great. yes. Um, what I found fascinating they had was some old Mick Ronson footage too, which was great. Yeah, was the soul influence some of the soul musicians that he played with? Like, yeah, on Luther Vandross. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And just how, just how he learned from that, and how he incorporated it without like taking credit for it. A lot of people, a lot of people would go about it a lot differently. Yeah. But it was just like harmonious, and like he gave credit to the people who taught him stuff. That same documentary now, for anybody who wants to see it, it it just aired on PBS last night, at mm-hmm. least here, and I know one of the other cable stations. Might be like Esquire Network or something. But okay. It's airing a lot, so yeah. do a search and you can find it. It's really, really good. Yeah, definitely. I don't know worth what year it. it's came about out. an hour and a half, but totally worth the time. I don't think it's brand new. I think it came out a couple of years ago, yeah. but I've never seen it before. It was. It's great. Yeah. Um, and I and there was a lot of stuff. So great. I'm gonna just keep yeah. playing stuff, but you can talk. Um. But there was stuff, like, I wasn't really aware of the influences, but then you would hear them and be like, yeah, that makes sense. Like, I just feel like there's so much, I still need to, this is one of my fucking favorite songs in the entire world. See, I just like, love this song We were talking so the other night about this, and I, I heard it again, and I'm like, this is uh, a perfect pop song. <laughs> it is. I was hoping you Oh, and the other thing, too, is the lyrics in the song are nonsensical. It doesn't even matter.
God, I love that song. So good. I love that song so much. I know. Yeah, so I'm... Uh, oh, turned up again. Sorry. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> I'd rather hear this than my own voice, too. <laughs> It's just so good. I enjoy it so much. <laughs> um, when he died and all the stories started coming out and people were all super bummed out about it, rightly so, it was cool seeing, and I think it was attributed to a few different people, but the quote saying, don't be sad that that, that he's, he's gone, gone because you, in all of the entire existence of Earth, you got to live at the same time as David See, Bowie. Yep. Like, yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. It was just... I think it was one of those things like he could die. <laughs> but then the other reaction was he, we got to have him with us because yeah. he always, there's something supernatural about him. Yeah. I don't know. I'm, I, uh, I, it's been fun to re explore his music. Mm-hmm. I've been really getting into it, listening to him a lot. Yeah. And I need to go a little deeper into some Same. of it. But, uh, you know, you could you could listen to nothing but his hit songs and still hear a pretty wide variety of styles and great music and Yep. Yeah. Yep. Um I'm gonna play it's not him, but it's his mm-hmm. song. I fucking love it. Although he did I think he did cover this later, even though I mean it's his song, but originally it was not performed by him. I love this one too. Oh yes. <laughs> Yes. But then wrapped all night about suicide. I'd kick it in the head when he was 25. Speed jive, don't want to stay alive when you're 25. And when the ceiling glows, your mouth's in sparks. And Fred has got spots from ripping up the side from his face. Funky little boat race. The television man is crazy. Sam with juvenile delinquent wrecks. Oh man, I need TV when I got T Rex. Oh brother, you get I'm a good man. Hey, dude! Where are you? 
we want to chat about this evening hmm. do you have anything on the top of your non-existent list I, I I had a whole bunch of stuff and then I just feel you like got I got swept up in the Bowie like we got swept up in the Bowie which is not a bad thing uh, do you want to talk about Super Bowl halftime y- well <laughs> yes but I feel like I'm not qualified <laughs> not qualified yeah like there was so much going on there that. How would you not be qualified? You're a music fan. Yeah. It was music. Oh, it was Did you, great. You were a viewer. Anybody's qualified. Did you enjoy watching the halftime show? I enjoyed watching Beyonce's which play. consisted of uh, Coldplay with special guests Bruno Mars and Beyonce. Mm-hmm. It should have been Beyonce and Bruno Mars with Coldplay. <laughs> Beyonce and Bruno Mars school Coldplay on how to mm-hmm. work a halftime show. And on the one hand, I feel like Chris Martin's been getting picked on a lot, but on the other hand. He's rich and he's probably getting laid, so I'm, I'm sure he's finding ways to console himself. From Gwyneth Paltrow, though. No, didn't is, they get divorced? Did they? Yeah, they did. Oh, okay. I'm pretty sure, yeah. Oh, I didn't know I that. I think. I'm not following the... I think, although... I don't know. Who cares? Although, I think... Um, the Paltrow Martins. <laughs> um, Gwyneth and Apple were babysitting oh, Beyonce's sake. kid during halftime, and it was really cute because oh. there were some pictures. Um, yeah. Yeah. So anyway, so they, I, I don't know. Coldplay was fine. If they're divorced, they're on good terms, I guess. I don't know. I don't keep up. I don't care. Let's okay, not. Let's not talk time. about the relationship. Um. Okay. Go. Coldplay was fine. They're fine. I'm not a huge fan. Here's the they're thing. Okay. I feel like they could have. Gone a couple directions and um, instead of going one direction, yes, <laughs> they, they could have brought one out, out one weird. direction, and I would have been completely happy with that. We won't be playing any one direction, no, we won't because I've been listening to that enough for probably 50 people. We're in a house divided when it comes to one direction, <laughs> I know we're in two directions on that. Yeah. Um, yeah, anyway, they could have tried to go the straightforward like rock. Avenue and I they I don't know how successful they would have been in hindsight though because like I feel like they've for Coldplay fans if you're there to see a Coldplay concert they're going to put on a good show for you but I don't know how that's going to translate to a larger audience. I feel like yeah. they're good performers like they can hold an audience but whether that's their audience or 
their audience plus the rest of the world, I don't know if that would have gone well. So that's huh. probably why they decided, hey, we need to bring in some extra stuff. Yeah, which you're probably completely right. Completely overshadowed them. I've gained a great respect for Bruno Mars in the oh, last couple of years. Absolutely. Just from stuff like this, just from yeah. uh, Grammy performances and Super Bowl performances and stuff mm-hmm. like that. I'm like, that dude is fucking talented. He's a great performer. Yeah. He yeah. really is. Yeah, I'm very impressed with him. So he he was great. And then Beyonce yeah. just Beyonce slayed. She's she's amazing. Yeah. She, and I'm not oh. a huge Beyonce fan by any means, but whenever but I see her, But then they showed I'm like, the ad for the formation tour. I'm like, yep, take my money, sign me up. <laughs> I'm there. Please. Yeah, I see her yes. do something like that and I'm like, holy shit, she killed it. She just yep. was great. So Yep. yep. I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was pretty good. Have you seen the video for formation? I have not. You know, I went looking for it one day and it was Un, I couldn't find it. it I could find like really? people talking about okay. it, but so I haven't watched it. I've heard okay. the song, but I haven't watched it. Oh, oh, oh. I know people are flocking to Red Lobster after they fuck now. <laughs> yes. <I know> <laughs> Red Lobster completely screwed that on Twitter too. Like they did not respond in a long time for a long time, and then when they did, it was just completely lame. Uh, yeah, they had a golden opportunity dropped in their laps, and they. Did not handle it well. Oh, that's too bad for them. Yeah, it, mm, I'm sure. I'm sure they're doing fine. Yes, but that video is just—it's art. It's I have just to watch it. very. It's powerful. It's, so it's amazing. It's yeah. I, I I don't have a lot of words to describe it. And then yeah, as you mentioned, she used the opportunity to promote an upcoming big stadium tour. Mm-hmm. And you're interested in going. I'm very interested and I, in going. And I, I'm like, yeah, I'd go, to, I'd go see her. Because as we're watching that, were we watching that or were we watching the Super Bowl special? Because they, they had the special where they did the greatest Super Bowl halftime shows, which, which was by fabulous. By the way, it's, it's airing on the NFL Network a lot because there's nothing else going on in oh, the NFL Oh, watch the Network. shit out of that. They've got a kind of lame special on the best commercials. That's dumb. Don't watch that. But the best Super Bowl performances is two hours and it's pretty, worth every minute. Pretty good. There's some behind the scenes stories. They don't spend a lot of time on up with people, is what we're saying. They covered more than they covered Janet Jackson. Well, yeah, true. <laughs> well, they should they should have covered Janet Jackson. <laughs> uh. Um It was yeah. It was entertaining. They a lot of the stuff they focused on was the really memorable shows, which were Springsteen, U2, Prince, Beyonce. Bruno Mars. Bruno Mars. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, those were kind of the biggies. Uh, a little bit of Tom Petty. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I would recommend it. It was good. It was excellent. But and yeah, as, as think, we're watching Beyonce, I'm like, damn it, I wish we could go back in time and go to Win and watch her I Am I Yours. I know, because I've watched that residency. a couple times when it's on, when it's on um, whatever channel mm-hmm. shows it all the time and it's it was good it was an yeah. engaging show yes now we we did get to see her do one song well it was you know largely lip sync but she did she right. billboard <gasps> music awards yeah we did she debuted uh is it just called girls girls run the world girls run the world yeah yeah, yeah. she did and that was uh it was pretty good yeah it was a lot of dancing. What do you mean pretty good? That was fucking awesome. It was her with a video screen, wasn't it? Or were there a bunch of dancers too? I guess she had some dancers with her. It, it was great. Yeah. She's uh sh- I'm she's like so engaging and so talented, and I'm just like, oh. Yep. I'm an unapologetic. So we'll see what happens when tickets um yeah. for the show. I would like to go. We are not going to splash out 300 bucks ticket. No, but the cheapy seats are like 40 bucks. And normally I'm a ticket snob, but for this one, I'm thinking it's an arena sh- or a stadium show. You're, it might be better have, to be a little higher up. Not necessarily better, but they're going to have huge screens and stuff. So yeah. if you are, you're still going to get a pretty good experience, I yeah. think. Yeah. So yeah, maybe we'll get, we'll see what, we'll see how, we'll see what comes go. up. Yeah. 
think they go on sale on Wednesday. Wait, what know. day is it? Maybe it's Monday. It's the 15th. It might be. Oh, yeah. It would be Monday then, yeah. The pre-sale thing. So yeah. we'll see what we get. We'll see. Yep. Cool. I don't have any Beyonce to play. That's all right. But I probably do, but you're not hooked into my play, thing. So. Uh, let me get back to some shit here that I actually prepared. All right. I have the entire, um, I'm not going to play the whole thing, but I have the entire I Don't Care's album. So okay, let's talk, talk about, about that. Should we talk about that or should we play a song and then talk about that? Let's, is, there, do, is there any specific song you'd like to hear off of that? Hmm. I have some things to say about Born for me, but we could play, you could play something else if you want. Let me play something else and we'll come back to that. Okay. Okay. Um, 
So, if that sounds familiar, that voice, it's Paul Westerberg, who... Opened the show. <laughs> opens every show. And Juliana Hatfield. And together they are the I Don't Cares. Mm-hmm. Oops, and that album is called... We're Fucking. We're Fucking. Hey, everybody, we're fucking. <laughs> it's called I think Wild we made Stab. that joke on 500, but... I know, but it's true. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and we I'm, have been for a really long time. I re- apparently. Yeah. I really like that album. Yes. It's really good. We're going to play a bunch of it. I, I had... <laughs> okay, here's the thing. Here's I had the some thing. stupid baggage about it. Oh, baggage. Yeah. Like... Okay, so the song "Born for Me." Okay, so I'm gonna, I'm going to. Are you gonna play the original and then play the new one, or? Yeah, I've got, I've got all of my. I have the you entire have... Westerberg catalog available tonight. You celebrate his entire catalog. In fact, you know what's weird? Huh? Not that weird, but. I wonder. I have not listened to this. I want. I want to hear how different that was from this. I love her backing vocals. Yeah, it's definitely more raw. I've always loved her vocals, though. Whether it's her solo or Lemonheads or whatever. Sorry. So he he had that song on one of his weird basement recordings where it was just a hodgepodge, and that was one of the few that was almost a complete song. Mm -hmm. Um, That was on the 49 recording from a couple years ago. Okay. But, um, so anyway, you were, well, do you want to play that? And then I'll talk about my feelings. So from 1999, from his Suicane gratification album, gratification, gratification album. No, it's gratification. Is it gratification? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Am I dyslexic? I've got a dyslexic (laughs) part. Never mind. Yeah, it's gratification. Okay. Uh, is the original version of Born For Me. When the loneliest eyes in the emptiest arms finally decide to meet with a head in a lap and a tongue tied in knots and the loneliest eyes try and speak you were born it is gratification. It is gratification. You're right. I'm wrong. I wonder why. Like satisfaction. Okay. So to clarify that this is not just me. In my iTunes library, it says gratification. And that's not like that's from when it pulls the title automatically. Huh. But yeah, you're right. On the artwork, it's gratif- gratification, which would be the title. Hmm. I've been calling it gratification since 1999. <laughs> <laughs> the heaviest head and the Hands, you'll be safe in the light when we kiss, when we breathe. You were born for me, beautiful and blue. I could die here with you. You were born. You have to listen to the piano part. Okay. Sorry. Sorry. Not sorry. I can't bear it. 
didn't want to talk about the piano part. <laughs> you knew I was going to bail on it? <laughs> yep, I did. But I have something important to say about the piano part. Okay. I can't hide it. And it's going to come off as clumsy and horrible, but it's a reference to something, so... Okay. The piano part, um, Nick Hornby goes into, he has a whole chapter of his book called Songbook about that song. I like that book, yes. Yeah. And I should have read it before we did the show because I could talk about it more more coherently. But you know what? I would be better off referring people to him to see his thoughts about this because mine will not be. I'll have to reread that Uh, section because I'm curious about that. And he had a CD with it. Yep. Like, he's got a CD with all the the songs, songs, which is, I think it's so great. Yeah. Okay. So, I like the original a lot. I do, too. And Sean Colvin did the backing vocals. Yes. And for a while, I thought it was his ex-wife who did the backing vocals, but it's Sean Colvin. Yep. And I always thought the song was about his ex-wife. It's not. Well, it's it's not according to recent interviews where he mm -hmm. said he, he now is saying he wrote it for Juliana Hatfield. Yeah. Which would mean that the they've a. been fucking since 1999, <laughs> at least. <laughs> so I had a like I don't know I had a really weird thing about that because the first time I heard the new version I'm like oh my god this is fucking great I love this song it just I love the original but I love the new one too it's because very different. it's so different like it's a completely different song but I love it for different reasons and then and then I had all these weird feelings like and then I realized you know what. I I don't know these people personally. Right. I don't care. I just need to enjoy the music. And I also need to be happy that Juliana has inspired him to put make this fucking, album. Put out a fucking album. Exactly. First one in a decade. First so, real album in a decade. So as a fan, I need to just enjoy this, is what I'm saying. Classic Westerberg sound. I love it.
I'm very curious now whether or not there will be more I Don't Care albums. Yeah. When he was asked whether or not they tour behind it, he kind of said, well, it's possible, but there are no plans right now. Uh-huh. And he was kind of unsure how they would do that because he knows his fans want to hear his stuff and her fans want to hear her stuff and that they'd end up doing like three of these songs and that's yep. not really what he wants to do. Yep. So he said he was wishing that they could have put out like three of these albums back to back to back, very close together, and uh, then toured them. Uh-huh. So, but he said she's been writing stuff, so it sounds Good. like she'll probably, well... Maybe good, but it sounds like she'll probably it... put something out. Oh, okay. Because she only did a... I mean, I think she did, like, what, two songs on this? Most mm-hmm. of them are his. So I don't know. I love her backing vocals, though. I know. They I really complement each other yeah. well. I think she works Musically, well. Musically, they're just very... Because when I first heard about it, not knowing about the any yeah. personal stuff, I was just like, yes, yes, please. <laughs> As was I, because I love them both. And you know what? I'm still like, you know what? I like... I like how they sound together. I just, yeah, bring it more. More, please, please make more. Please play more. If ever there were any, uh-huh. <laughs> I know I'm gonna fuck this up, so I'm sorry in advance. Peter Wolf interview. I, I did. didn't. But I did. Yeah. So he was saying that Westerberg had all these songs that he was just 
piles and piles of stuff that he's recorded over the years. And she came in and kind of helped him clear it out. And he said he gets in this mode where he quits writing because he's like, well, why should I write more? I have all this stuff Mm -hmm. that I haven't done anything with. So he feels like now maybe since he's cleared some of this out. He can start writing again? Maybe. So I hope so. Yeah. Um, I mean, I would personally go see them play all of this stuff. Me too. I don't need to hear any of the other stuff, even though I love it. Yes. A lot. I'd be very content to hear them just do this album. Mm-hmm. That would be fine. And if they want to do a couple covers or something, that's fine. Right. Right. I think if they <clears throat> put it out there where people's expectations were set that, no, I'm not playing any replacement songs. No, I'm not playing any Juliana Hatfield 3 songs. They could do something. Knowing how he, he has taken every opportunity to just fuck with things. Like when the press, when press releases come out about replacements reissues yeah he says he'll like put out a copy of the press release and have shit crossed out and note in that it's purely a cash grab and i mean uh-huh. so he could they could promote it in such a way that they're like paul westerberg and juliana hatfield performing none of their none of their original none of their, none yeah, of, none of previous, their solo hits yeah something like I that mean, it is original but it's not their previous stuff yeah, yeah they they could do it in such a way that mm-hmm. yeah yeah. I don't know. They I could. hope they do. I would like that. I would, I'd sign up for that. Um, I'm signing up for a lot of stuff here's tonight. A, so I'm going to play one more. And this is a weird little, it's not even a really a, it's the, kind of the oddest song on the album in that it's barely a song, but the guitar solo on this is fucking great. It's called Little People. Mm-hmm. And the story he told on the Peter Wolf interview behind it is that he thinks when he originally wrote it he probably had seen a stellar guitar player and was like fuck I can do that he thinks it might have been Prince thus the title Little People (gasps) now I'm trying to imagine Westerberg at a Prince show (laughs) that tells you how it was probably written a long time ago Or Prince at a Westerberg show. story behind it too yes um now speaking of of course i have to mention that one of the times that we were waiting to get into paisley park long 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 time yes! ago to see prince we're, we're in the doorway this is like uh, it's hard for people who haven't been there it's hard to explain it but anyway we were in this little doorway waiting to get in and uh so the, there are like two doors there's like a door to the outside, and then there's this little alcove, and then the door that goes inside. Yes, and we were waiting in between the two doors. Yes. And all of a sudden, Paul Westerberg comes out, squeezes past us with his guitar. Guitar. 
and you I knew who he was. Yeah, I had no idea. <laughs> I was like, holy shit, this Paul holy Westerberg shit, the, that yeah. just and uh, so he was recording what like fucking eventually or something then. I think so. Yeah. Yeah, that was a long time ago. Mm-hmm. I want to play more Westerberg. Do it. Do it. I have no objections. All right. We have no. We have, we have no, no time here. limit. We have no schedule. I know. Right an hour, and I don't feel like stopping. All right. So, of all of, we're gonna let's so not replacements. We're gonna go solo. Westerberg. Right. Any specific era, song, album, anything you want to hear? Hmm. I think I've got pretty much everything here. Let's see. Um. Besides. Eventually. Um. What was that song? The. Fr- yeah, I can't I think of the still. title. Wait a minute. Where is eventually? Do not have eventually. Oh, either. yeah, I do. I do. They're just in a weird order. Uh, what was the first single off that? Love Untold? Yes, thank you. That. They were going to meet on a Rocky Mountain street to bashful hearts beat in Yeah, I was in my car. I was in the Cougar, and I pulled into my uh, to my driveway, and they had mm-hmm. said they were going to be playing the new Paul Westerberg song. Uh huh. And I was not going to miss it, so I sat there in the driveway in my car, waiting and listening to it, and walk, leaving my car with a big smile on my face. Nice. Yes. It's Never came to be I'm told There's 
love his songwriting so much. Yes. I love the melodies. I love the lyrics. I love his turn of a phrase. Mm-hmm. It's one of those songs I haven't heard in forever because obviously yeah. I could not remember the title, but I just knew I wanted to hear it. And it's just like, there's something, he just knows how to twist the knife a little bit, you yeah, know? Absolutely. You rocked my world pointing out that I don't know the name of one of his albums. <laughs> I'm very amused by it, actually. <laughs> I hope you're going to go into iTunes and change that shit. I'm going to change shit. that shit. You know I am. <laughs> Not right now, but yes. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah. Uh, what else do I want to play by Paul? Such I a... do remember him like coming out of Paisley and like, not really knowing who he was, but knowing that you were freaking the fuck out. I know. Paul Westerberg just rubbed up against me. <laughs> <laughs> that's huge for me. That's like I know. That's like Springsteen or that's like, I know. That's big. <laughs> yes. Uh-huh. Uh, I remember it. I've got this visual. Let's see. So many choices. Mm-hmm. It's your turn to pick one. Mm, I'm conflicted. It's so hard. Go Grandpa Boy. Mm-hmm. His uh, his alternative, his Chris Gaines. <laughs> uh, I wouldn't say that. No, I know. I'm kidding. <laughs> Sorry, I'm having a oh, hard time. Oh, it's okay. Okay, so yeah, the mono album, which is under the Grandpa Boy moniker. Mm-hmm. One of his his alter ego. Mono and Stereo, which he released at the same time. Yeah, Stereo was under his name and Mono was under Grandpa Boy. Mm-hmm. It's really a fucking good album. Uh, which song? Is AAA yeah. which one? Yeah. I know I've played that on here before, but I love Who it. Who cares? <laughs>
So a song like that, lyrically, there's nothing there, and yet it's just a fucking it's great song. It's just great. Yeah. I just love that. Ah. Okay, what else? I can't stop. I have to keep playing Paul Westerberg. Do music. it, do it, do it. Okay. Thanks for supporting my habit. Yeah? Let's go a whole different direction with something a little weird. <gasps> I love this song, though. I know. Me too. It's a B-side from his first solo album. Man with fat ties don't dress for dinner. It's a Friday night frozen pizza thing. You don't want no wife or no beginner. Friday night frozen pizza king. Everything you buy is soon expired. Some neighbors they think that you're gay. Others they assume that you've been fired. See you smoking cigarettes all day. Well, a man without ties don't press for dinner. You're the Friday night frozen piece of thing. Well, I don't want no wife or no beginner You the Friday night frozen pizza king On Saturday they won't catch you in your yard You're dreaming of tonight's fine cuisine With a microwave and a library card It'll taste like plastic, but it'll be fast and hot. Sing it! Man without ties, don't dress for dinner. A Friday night frozen pizza thing. No one, no wife, or no beginner with a knife. Friday night frozen pizza king. You're a man without ties. I can't stop. Go on. Oh, this song's so good, too. Man 
fucking love that song <laughs> i know we do god i haven't heard this in ages and i love it so much uh, i listen to that song a lot i listen to all this stuff a lot actually yeah. i need to listen to it more than i do yep he had quite a quite a little such a good phase that's one of my favorites early though. 2000s before he went into fucking hiding yeah because those albums were like 2002 2003 2004 he put out a bunch mm-hmm. of stuff and then he disappeared for a while. And then yeah. he started putting out those weird basement recordings yeah. where he was doing snippets and shit. But they were still, I still like that, that stuff. Mm-hmm. It would just be nice if some of it was a little more produced. Yep. Um, instead of having one long 50-minute track <laughs> that I, mean, I have like to the, go like the original Love Sexy album? That I, yeah, that I have to go and break apart so I can listen to it. Is that what, Love Sexy or what? Love was, Sexy was one yeah. long track, yeah. Although I got the European release, which was tracked. Good. I bought that just uh-huh. <laughs> for just, my own convenience. For, yes. It was that's worth Prince. every penny. Love Sexy is not by Paul Westerberg. No, that's Prince. <laughs> yeah. So I have to... Um, it would be funny if Paul Westerberg released an album called Love Sexy, though. <laughs> That'd be kind of great. I, I'd, I'd like to know if Prince would have any issue with that. <laughs> So I have the distinction of hearing a Paul West being the first person to hear a completed Paul Westerberg song. Yeah, you do. Nice. I know, and I still have it in my iTunes library listed as demo. Mm-hmm. Even though it wasn't, it was a completed song. And it it's appeared, been released now. It appeared on the open season soundtrack. He mm-hmm. did like some soundtrack work for a cartoon in two thousand six. And I was the first, thanks to some of my insider connections. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, oh, you're such an cool, insider. What was cool about this is I for and I wish I would have saved some of this stuff. Yeah, I had individual tracks uh, like just his vocals and Whoa. just his guitar. 
And you didn't save that shit? I don't know why I didn't save it. Man. Or I didn't know. I don't know. I don't guess. I don't know what. I don't know why I didn't. Hmm. But anyway, so it's kind of a goofy little song, but, you know, for, it's for a cartoon. So what are you yeah. going to do? But I'm going to play it anyway. What the hell? It. Yeah, it's a goofy little soundtrack. I'm looking it up, and Pete Yorn is on there too. Yes, he is. <laughs> but it's mo- it's a lot of it's Westerberg stuff, isn't it? Did Most of it's West. There's a uh, Wild Wild Life by Talking Heads. Ugh. But uh, although all of Talking Heads songs, that's the least that's, offensive. It is. That's my favorite Talking Heads song. Right to arm bears. Yep. <laughs> uh, Love You in the Fall is a great oh, that's song. Right. When I say I was the first person to hear that song, I mean, I heard the completed song before Paul Westerberg did. That's pretty Whoa. fucking awesome. That's crazy. Tommy Stinson plays bass and sings backups on this. So it's pretty much a replacement song. By pretty much. By today's standards. Never 
Thank you for reminding me. Oh, you are welcome. I love that I song. I listen to the rest of the songs from that soundtrack. Yes. No, I don't listen to that one very often. All right. Should we get off the Westerberg train? Should we fe- wrap things up? What do you want to do? Sure. Uh, do you want to talk briefly about the loved ones? I, we certainly can. We saw them on Thursday. They were great. <laughs> All right. <laughs> they were um, playing a few dates across America. Yeah, they're in a small tour. In, for the um, anniversary of the Keep Your Heart yep. album. Yep. Great. Which song should I play off of there? Uh, um, is Jane or 100K on there? Yeah, I think we played both of those on here, though. Okay. Oh, uh, shit. Here, I'll just play. Any of them are good. You won't go wrong. Yes. It's fun to see him with the band because the last 
few times you just whoops sorry didn't, right yeah uh the last few times we've seen him it's either been him solo him or being, just him and his brother dave haas thank you yes we were mentioning every show because we're really because we music. love him <laughs> he's awesome <laughs> Yeah, so but, it was fun seeing him with a full band for yeah. the first time in a long time. Yeah, Since the first we, time we saw him. We saw the loved one. The first time we ever saw him, we saw the loved ones opening for Gaslight Anthem. We yep. saw Frank Turner, the loved ones, another band we won't say, and <laughs> Gaslight Anthem. Was and it was show. fucking great. And we had no idea at the time. Like, we were there to see Gaslight, and we had no idea that the first two bands would become such a mainstay in our music collections. Yeah. Yeah, so that was good. And yeah. uh, I don't think they're planning on doing any more shows after the tour no. for a while at least. I don't know what the other guys in the band, what other groups they're in. I have yeah. no idea, but I know they do other stuff too. Yeah. So, yeah, we've got a lot of shows coming up. So, we do. Um, next, next Dyslexic Heart, we'll have many, We'll have many things to discuss. We'll have many recaps. Yeah. And whatnot. So what song should we end on? Should we do another loved one song? I mean, we could do one of the songs you mentioned. They're both great. Either one, or did you want to go back to Westerberg, or... I'm good with whatever. Y- you pick. I, so I got nothing. choices. I'll I do know. another loved one song. Okay. We're going to end with 100K. Nice. All right. We'll be back eventually at some point, maybe with another show sometime. And Someday. And it'll be just like this, where we have and, no... And I'll be surprised at what number of show oh it is. Oh my God, it's 29? It's what? Yeah. Good stuff. All right. Talk to you guys sometime eventually, maybe. Bye. <laughs>